Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. There's still a lot of summer left. But time is running out to save on a new Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia. It's the Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia. But you have to hurry in before these deals fade away like the summer sun. Sunbury Motors Kia offers you the low price promise on every new Kia on the lot. Just listen. 2020 Kia Serenos with up to $7,200 off. As low as $23,998. 2020 Kia Sportages with up to four grand off. Starting at just $22,793. Plus, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you top trading value for your current vehicle. Bring your trade, look for a sticker, and save. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The Summer Sticker Sales Event at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Savings include all applicable discounts and rebates, including Sunbury Motors Kia discount. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, whatever your insurance needs may be. They will take care of it and take care of the policy because they always want to make sure you are completely covered. They are the insurance professionals, and not only that, these terrific people. We just had the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, which took place on the 5th of August, so just 12 days ago. It raised $19,100 for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA, which is phenomenal considering everything that we've had to go through, a reduced field and so forth, just to hold it. And it's the dedication of the Purdy's, Steve Engel, everybody there that made this happen. Adam, the whole group. Also great to golf with Craig Purdy. And we selected Matt as our team MVP. I appreciate that. You have the biggest shot of the day. So, all right. Uh, we have a lot going on today. We have a lot going on this week. Um, James Franklin's going to meet with the media. For the uh, first time since all of this has come down, he's going to do that on Wednesday. Sandy Barber's meeting with the media today. And it's kind of hard to do some of the stuff in real time as it's going on. That that press conference has got to be over by now. Uh, yes, um, it just ended a few minutes ago. Yeah. It was almost an hour. Well, there's a lot of questions. And not only that, it's not just local media, it's national. 
between Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic tweeted this. It remains unclear whether there was an actual formal vote or not by the Big Ten presidents and chancellors. Minnesota President Joan Gable said last week she wouldn't call it a vote. Gable said it was a deliberate process where we came to a decision together and supported the decision to postpone. Huh? Yeah, I didn't get that one at all. Well... But it does sound like they have a plan that they're on, the, on at minimum on, on path to a plan. This is how I view all this. I really obviously want them to play during the spring semester. But okay, but I would play and I may be completely off base on this, but you know, might as well, you know, we're sitting there in the conference room right now, and we are brainstorming. Now I realize that you're a part of our staff meeting, so this may be something that's unfamiliar to you. Well, you stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> right. And so, if we're if we're brainstorming in there, I would throw this out for consideration and see how it floats. I play nothing but divisional games, so that's six. With the two divisional winners playing each other for the Big Ten championship. Okay. Now, if you want to go with a plus one, then make it a full day, a seventh day, where two plays two, three plays three, four, four, and so forth, if you want to take it that far. Would I be in the mood to take it further than that? Like Jeff Brom. What was Jeff Brom's number? How many do you have everybody playing? What do you have, 10? What do you have? I better look this up. Man, I only saw the basics of it. How about that? Um, Because I know one of the elements that he had was cutting down... um, the number of games for 2021. So he wanted to, and it was very well thought out, by the way. But so please, I'm, I'm, anybody who takes this kind of time, eight game spring slate, ten game fall schedule. See, I'd go with six, with maybe a seventh. I think it's really important that you play a full 2021 season in the fall of 2021. So I want to play enough. I would like to idealistically play enough 
spring ball where you feel like you get a champion but not cross that line of too much in one year because I think the fall of 2021 and I go with the same schedule in the fall of 2021 except I move it back a week you know when does my guess would be fall 2021 would start September 5th is that September 4th does that sound right you can either start it on time or start September 11th and have the Big Ten championship game which this year would be would have been what 28, 29, 30. What, December 5th? So the game would be December 4th? Something like that. Play it December 11th. One week later. Why not? In other words, play enough in the spring where it's like, hey, you know what? You feel like, hey, you play everybody in the division, got a Big Ten championship game, maybe you give everybody a plus one game. Well, I mean plus one playing somebody in the other division. If there's a Rose Bowl, so be it. You know, with the Pac-12. That way you don't cross the line in fact, even better yet, you don't skirt the line of overdoing it so you can have a full 12-game schedule in 2021, a sense of normalcy. That's how I view it. I don't see any barber indicated that there's a pathway forward on this during her yeah, Jeff Brown wanted eight games spring, ten game fall schedule. Now the weather obviously plays a role in this. No getting around it. Now, because um, I had to explain this to the suit about the weather thing, because I mean, he always he always vacations in Cancun for three, four months during the winter and the spring, so he, he wasn't aware that they had bad weather up here. Should have seen the look on his face. But, by the way, it's a big week for him. The Indy 500 is coming up on Sunday. And not only that, but Marco Andretti won the poll. Yeah, and the Pennsylvania native on the poll. How about that? Yep. Nazareth's home. Ironically, I, I only watched one qualifying run. I only watched one. I flipped it over in time. It was him. 
Like, holy mackerel, he's moving. And I guess his car has been like that all week. With all due respect, it's what IndyCar needs. They need an Andretti to do something. It would be a shot in the arm for the sport. I think, first of all, the Indy 500 ratings on Sunday are going to be really good. Sports TV ratings have been good so far. The biggest disappointment has been the NBA. The uh, Nuggets and Jazz, by the way, are playing game one. And right now the uh, Jazz are up 79-76 with about a minute 20 to go in the third quarter. Hmm. Let's hear the last three plays. Lost ball and turnover, personal foul, floating jump shot. There you go. Now the Nuggets are within one. Left elbow surgery for Geno Malkin. Flyers won again last night. If you watched early and saw the Flyers' goal, then went to sleep, you missed nothing. That was it. One nothing. The final. They're up two games to one. The Justin Fields petition, as of 10 this morning, is at 230,000 signatures. Suit signed it eight times using assumed names. All the ones he checks into hotels with. <laughs> no? Eh, some of it doesn't surprise me. <sighs> the Canadian Football League will not be playing the 2020 season. Okay. Is that your computer? Yeah, that was me. My bad. Again? The Canadian Football League was denied a $30 million interest-free loan from the Canadian government in order to uh, be able to hold the season. The loan was denied on Sunday. And today, they announced that the season would be canceled. They did say that they're absolutely committed to 2021, uh, to the future of our league, and the pursuit of our vision of a bigger, stronger, more global CFL. Wow. Sounds like they're going to expand into Alaska. 
The league was informed Friday that the government was not approving the funding. If approved, the plan was to divide the loan with $20 million going toward the players, $8 million to be used uh, for a hub in Winnipeg, and the other $2 million going forward as a contingency fund. Uh, the interest-free government loan was the only way the 2020 season could happen. The CFL, by the way, lost more than $20 million in 2019 anyway. So, no Grey Cup. To quote Dick Girardi, Grey Cup, gone. It's one thing ESPN's done. ESPN's carried some of the CFL games over the last couple of years. You know, every once in a while you tune in and watch, you know, a couple series here and there. It's fun. The uh, PGA playoffs start this weekend. Tiger Woods will participate. They're going to be up in Boston. So he will be uh, in the field, which will increase the ratings. The PGA ratings, by the way, are really good. Beat the NBA. Beat the NBA. The NBA has been no better than eh. Ratings-wise, since they came back, eh. The Ravens are going to bring Des Bryant in for a workout. Wow. And the uh, Jazz are up by five at the end of three. They lead the Nuggets 83-78. Four o'clock, it's the Nets and the Raptors. Celtics and Sixers start at 6.30. You're going to talk to Serena Winters in a few moments. And the Mavs and the Clips at 9 o'clock. And the SEC unveiled its opening week schedule. Alabama will be at Missouri, Florida at Ole Miss, Georgia at Arkansas, Kentucky at Auburn, Mississippi State at LSU, Tennessee at South Carolina, and Vanderbilt will be at Texas A&M. That's the opening week in the SEC, which is September 26th. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Marcus Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. By Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. Whatever your needs may be, they'll get you the best price. Bundles, you could save there. Most important part is that you go with the insurance professionals, Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. $19,100 raised for the greatest subsequent Valley Country Club. Courtesy of the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Meanwhile, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors. 
4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great selection of new vehicles. Great pre-owned inventory. Lots of deals to be had, too. Great deals. And a service department that backs this up. For the life of the vehicle. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Uh, we're going to hear from Sandy Barber in the next half hour. Final half hour, Matt Leon. James Franklin on Wednesday. All right, so let's bring in Cindy Bourne. This is always fun because Cindy's not only there, but also Ozzy the Cat. Welcome, Cindy. Always a pleasure. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you very much. Ozzy is fine as well. He is on his, I think, third nap of the day. So, <laughs> you know, he's he's doing quite well. He'll wake up in a few Probably in an hour and uh, demand dinner. Sounds like our middle management. All right, so um, <laughs> <laughs> we're good friends with middle management. No, no, I'm good friends with him, so he knows I'm kidding. All right, so Justin Fields put together a petition about mm-hmm. this. You wrote something I thought very intriguing about this. What has been your take on how the players have reacted to this, and, partic- and in particular what Justin Fields is attempting to do? Well, I think in sports, we're all kind of used to seeing athletes who will continue to compete even when it's not in their best interests physically. Um, you know, you'll you'll see athletes stay in a game when they should come out. Uh, this is a decision that was made beyond the level of, of, of athletics, really, at the academic level, at the medical level, and I, I understand why why it was made. I also understand and and kind of agree with the coaches who are saying players are actually safer inside the the bubble that athletics provide. I, right. I ha- do believe that. The problem is what happens when they're not within that bubble, when they're when they go home, when they go back to the dorm, when they go to their apartments off campus. That's the problem. And I, I don't. There's not an easy answer. If there were, <laughs> has anyone in America come up with an easy answer on this? Still waiting. So you have parents, yeah, who are who are advocating to let them play. You have, you know, Penn State parents um, have been outspoken about it. And I see both sides of it. Although I, I think it's really difficult to to say to go against the medical people. That to me, that's the bottom line. How interesting has it been that uh, you talk about going against the medical people? It sounds like the five power five conferences. Essentially, I mean, the Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, said, no, we had the same information the Pac-12 and the Big Ten did. We're going to play. How interested are you the fact that people are coming to different conclusions from it as to what to do with it? Uh, you know, it. I think it really points to a void of leadership at the NCAA level. Uh, I, I wish I thought that that if there were a leader, that would be resolved. Because I'm not sure it would be resolved anywhere, frankly, right. with the way things are. But you just don't see someone like a, a, a commissioner 
um, you know, you have Mark Emmert, but he's not commanding the all of the the schools, the however many hundred and two hundred schools. Right. Um, you know, it, it there's just no ruling authority, and there's no medical. You know, it, I guess if there were a medical authority, if the CDC were in in charge and had been the voice of this all along, right. Maybe that would would have made a difference. I, I kind of believe it would have. Um, but and also, you know, it's it's always going to be regional. The, the the virus is going to flare up in certain regions. It's yes. going to be worse. It's going to be worse in certain places than it is in others, and only at times. Maybe the answer was never to play or not to play. Maybe the answer was to play until you have to stop for a while and then you can resume again. You know, maybe that was an answer. Uh, maybe the all or nothing was kind of not the way to go, but it would have been nice to have known that right. from medical people. Right. The uh, you, you t- You've already referenced the parents have written letters. Uh, the, the players fields, of course, has a petition uh, out there. What have you thought about the parents' response to this? Because uh, obviously they... You know, most parents have the best interests of their children, you know, at heart. So, what has been your thought process about that? Oh, uh, ideally, I don't have kids, so I, I should I should admit that right up front. I wish the parents were not involved. I I, I kind of I always tend to to wish that the parents were a little more quiet <laughs> on these things, especially when you get to the college level. This isn't high school. This isn't uh, these are these are kids that are playing at a at a different level, and maybe it's time to to let them go. When you when you go off to college, you know, maybe you just step back as a parent. Yeah, uh, I I do have to ask you this, Alex Smith mm-hmm. is oh. uh, is been cleared to actually go out and work. How get, how remarkable is this to see this happen? What does it tell you about him? It's extraordinary. I can't. It's one of the the most amazing stories I've ever seen in my career as a journalist. To be honest, um, I, the the fortitude, the determination he has shown, and talk about an athlete <laughs> who's doing something that probably isn't in his best interest. Right. Uh, in terms of wanting to play again, uh, you know he's not going to play this year. I, I assume. Uh, I don't believe he's he's going to be cleared to play this year. I think that's a little premature. But you know, maybe maybe he can get back on the field again for a few plays and then retire. That's my hope. But that comes purely from a from the interest of seeing him not want to lose his leg or have some some other horrible catastrophic injury um so that's just kind of personal but it's you know it's just one of the most remarkable things i've seen um the the espn special with stefania bell was incredible yes if you saw if you could bear to look yeah i watched it at that at at his leg and and you know the problem the problem of course was he had the compound fracture and when you have that then you have all sorts of bacteria and gunk that gets in in there yeah. because you're on the field and you're sweaty and you know um and he had to have i think 17 operations uh. he lost he had the the flesh eating bacteria you know he had to 
they had to remove so much of, of the tissue in his lower leg. I mean, yeah. it was just basically a bone, let alone a, a bone that had a steel rod in it. Uh, it's it's incredible, and, and not for the faint of heart, but, you know, it, you just... It, you may not root for the Washington football team, but boy, oh boy, it's going to be impossible not to root for him. And maybe after this, you just kind of retire the player, uh, the comeback player of the year. Yeah. Award because, <laughs> yes. You know, right? Yeah, it's a remarkable. What, what, do, you, what do you have to do to, to top what Alex Smith will have done? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason Wright was hired uh, yeah. to be the uh, new team president of the Washington football team. And he is the first black person to hold that position in NFL history. The importance of the hire and how well regarded is Jason Wright uh, to get this posi- this particular position? Well, there's good news and bad news for Jason Wright. <laughs> he has a very high-profile job. He is the first black team president. I also know what you're going to say for the bad news. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, duh. Clean up on aisle Ashburn. (laughs) He's got his work cut out for him. Uh, And as far as anyone can determine, he is up to the task. It was pretty clear from the get-go that that Ron Rivera couldn't really handle the cleanup and rebuild the football team all at once and do damage control from the the uh, the harassment allegations so they needed a team president they needed a young good team president and i feel after having been here 20 years and seen people come and go a lot yeah with this team you know i i i'm i'm hopeful uh because he's he's got such a great demeanor and he's he's you know, you want to see him succeed. On the other hand, I've seen so many people come here and say, "Oh, it's going to be different." I've been told, "I'm, in, you know, I've got the reins, no interference, everything's going to be fine." And then it always ends the same way. Maybe this time it won't. And boy, oh boy, there I am buying into it too. But I hope for his sake. <laughs> I hope for his sake, right? Um, and and I hope for Ron Rivera's sake. I, Ron Rivera is a very popular guy. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, also, um, uh, Julie Donaldson hired to be the Washington Senior Vice President of Media. So you sit there, and and, he's making moves, and these are moves like hiring Rivera, hiring Julie Donaldson, and hiring Wright. uh, Looks... at least in terms of moves, he's made it appears on paper the right moves. Yeah, you you think that that actually these people might be able to bring the Hindenburg in, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I'm and I I'm I'm kind of kind of serious here. <laughs> you, you know, um, it's just this team is just been so frustrating for so long I know. and having been the editor for so many years yeah. for the Redskins coverage um, you you if this team can't do it I don't know where they go from here yeah. and I think we've we've kind of said that before but you know Bruce Allen was always one of the problems he was always a huge problem yeah and he's gone he's he's been gone now for six months right. so if this if this group can't do it I, I, 
I, I hesitate. I don't think Snyder will ever sell the team. I can't imagine. Right. Someone asked me today if I thought that was ever possible, and, and I said, well, you know, everybody has a price. But uh, with, the, with this team, with the foot, this football team and the owner who has loved it for his entire life, yeah. he may not have one. Well, the big W stands for Washington football team. It does not stand for winning. Uh, so <laughs> That hurts, yeah. I know. That was, I, that, yeah. I it, had to steal it, that from the Cubs. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it... They have a long tradition of existence, you know? There you go. All right. Cindy, you know it's always a pleasure. Uh, tell Ozzy, please, that uh, I think I, I feel like Ozzy and I have become in some small way friends. Uh, so please <laughs> tell Ozzy I said hi, and uh, we can't wait to talk with you again. It's always enjoyable, always informative. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Great to talk to you guys. Sandy Barber's press conference in the next half hour. Final half hour, Matt Leon. Serena Winters on the show tomorrow. James Franklin on Wednesday. Matt Catrillo every day. And the Indy 500 is this weekend. I think the Indy 500 is going to do very, very well in the ratings. Just got a gut feeling. It's going to do well, especially with some name recognition at the front. Marco Andretti winning the poll did a lot for the sport. Again, when you have the diehard, the diehard knows Will Power, the diehard knows Scott Dixon, the diehard knows James Hinchcliffe. They know all that stuff. But the name Andretti hits the casual fan. And because the name Andretti is at the pole position, and that was a big deal, that is the shot in the arm the sport needed. I think it will do very well in the ratings this weekend. Now, the NBA playoffs have started. But you're going to see if the playoffs do better in the ratings because the regular season return did not. Uh, Buck 40 to go in Orlando. Utah leads uh, Denver. 109 to 105. 109 to 105. And the CFL, because they could not get a $30 million loan from the Canadian government, is going to cancel the 2020 season, but they say they will be back in 2021. So that's the story on the CFL and what they're going to do. Uh, let's see Sandy Barber's response when asked which way Dr. Barron voted it's unclear to me whether there was ever a vote or not but it is clear to me that Penn State and Eric Barron both on our campus and then as he took his thoughts to the Big Ten and the various conversations that they had explored every option to play every option that would have been acceptable from a health and safety standpoint to say that Dr. Barron fought for the ability of our student-athletes to play this fall, I think that would be a correct assumption. 
Later asked to follow up on whether or not a vote actually took place, the response was, quote, I'm sure that the sense in the room was a certain direction, and everybody felt like in unison that this was the right thing to do. I mean, that's hard for me. I wasn't in the room. I don't know what to tell you. I know that every chancellor and president moved forward, told their athletic directors that this was the decision. And the viability of spring football, in terms of the viability of a spring season for football, frankly, for all our sports, I absolutely see it being viable. Obviously, it's going to depend on where the virus is at the time. All of our sports are going to depend on that. But to be honest with you, being who we are as athletic directors, we turned our attention pretty uh to that pretty quickly. Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening into Wednesday, along with our coaches, along with some of our sports science people, our sports medicine folks, we are far down the road on concepts. Obviously, a lot to be done in terms of dotting the I's and crossing the T's, but we've put something together that I think is very compelling and very, and that our student-athletes, our fans, and our communities will be pretty interested in. Asked whether the decision, current decision could be reversed. The presidents and chancellors made their decision based on science, based on the information from medical experts, and based on concerns and uncertainty in a number of different categories. I don't see that changing, but I also appreciate the passion of our parents and our student-athletes, and I appreciate where both of their hearts and heads are. I think moving forward, the key one was the viability of a spring season and that they already have several concepts in place. We are far down the road. We are far down the road on concepts. Obviously a lot to be done in terms of dotting I's and crossing T's, but we put something together that I think is very compelling and that our student-athletes and our fans and our communities will be pretty interested in. We'll hear her in the next half hour. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.